Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How about you? Man, I am great. This is episode 120, and we're going to say how to stand out in a crowded market. How do you can differentiate yourself from the crowd, right? It's crowded in the business world, and if you're gonna if you're gonna stand out, you got to figure out what makes you different than all of your competitors out there, because yeah. there's a lot of them. Doesn't matter. If you're a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, a, a shoe salesman, or a, um, yeah, it's funny, a shoe salesman. I mean, didn't Nike just have a big shoe that was very different than everything else? Um, we don't, but I mean, they're, they're standing out, right? Um, oh, yeah. We were talking about that. So coming out of COVID here, coming out of COVID, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they were talking about, you know, uh, your economy's open. It's about to be open, uh, you know, I you know, it's open and people are going to have this pent up demand and it's going to be crazy. I mean, travel is going to go through the roof. Um, most businesses are already doing um, um, increased volume. You'll see even more of that. The, um, the interesting part, though, is I was reading something this weekend about, you know, do you want to go into a crowded market or an uncrowded market? And this article was making the case to be, you know, competition is good. Like you said, competition means people want to buy your product or want to buy your service. So, so. You don't want to go where no nobody's in there because nobody has ever bought it or thought of it. You got to educate the market before you can get them to buy. That's the hardest thing. Uh, working with a company right now, and they have a new product, a training product, and it's there's an education process that takes place as opposed to an, an existing product that may had enhancements on would be easier to sell because people are familiar with the pen, and now we just got a you know a fancier pen, right? Well, and that falls under the states of awareness of the customer, so. Um, and you take, if you go into a, a new market, let's say, which can be, which can offer tremendous opportunity. Okay. Amazon is a good example. They went into the book sales, book sales were not new, but they weren't, they weren't doing it with a mega store. They were doing it online. So, um, but what do they end up, what do you spend most of your time doing if you enter that uncrowded market is you're going to spend most of the time educating your client on on the market itself yeah. whereas if how to stand out in a crowded market well you have all this demand for the product and what you have to do is, is differentiate yourself and we talk about how to do that well first you have to figure out how you're different and then present it in such a way that we call it the million dollar message um which the million dollar message is ultimately wrapped in this cloak of how you solve this one big problem or how you make their lives better, um, right? By solving that one big problem, and it's not a, uh, it's not a. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't do a lot of other things. So if you're a plumbing contractor, um, you might want to pick one thing that you do really well, and then and right. that typically is something that is, uh, could be a, a very profitable um, thing that you do. It could also be something that's not profitable. <laughs> but yet it leads to more profitable business. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you talk about this. Three or four things just came to mind. So we talk about how to stand out in a crowd, right? So, so first of all, I can't remember if it's Dan Sullivan, we talk about him, strategic coach all the time, or Dean Jackson, I forget. And, and their point was different is unique. Unique is different, right? So, so nobody has the exact same background that you do that's a business coach. Nobody has the exact same background that I have that's a business coach. 
So that in and of itself is unique, uniqueness, is a differentiator. Your story is a di differentiator, right? How you got into the business, you're a builder, how I got into building. Well, I saw they weren't doing it right. I wanted to do it right, right? I've got literally a client who does uh, a gym, indoor rock climbing gym. And it's, well, I saw that and it was a great market and, and, and you know, I thought I could do it better. Right, so he had a great story. His son was a rock climber, his daughter was a rock climber, and then I just thought that we could do it better, right? And so they got a story. I, I was a lighting guy and I sold lights and, and this guy didn't run the business like I thought he should, so I started my own. Like that's what I call the entrepreneurial journey. So standing out, the first thing you could say would be, how am I different? Your story is different, right? Your background is different. So there's a uniqueness. We talk about your target market. So if you're going after a specific target market, you can stand out in that group of people, even if it's, I think I've told you before, I got a, a client who does IT for dentists and, and he'll candidly tell me, it's like setting up a home office, but I just pretend like it's special because it's for dentists. And so I'm, a, I'm an IT guy for dentists. I have a different IT guy who's an IT guy for law offices, right? Yeah. And in that, your first search, I guess you'd say is, if you're gonna be the IT guy for dentists, you got to find the problem with IT in dentistry, if you will. Right, um, and right. then you're going to solve that problem. And that's the story. How, you know, you can tell it as a story of, Hey, how I stumbled on this. You know, I, I like climbing rocks and I decided that indoor is better than outdoor. And you, you have this story, but in that there's a problem. Well, it's cold outside. And when your hands are cold, you can slip or, you know, I, I don't, I don't do rock climbing, uh -huh. but there's a story behind that. And, and like you said, your background, matters because it, you are different than your competitors and too many competitors want to talk uh, they want to talk about their 20 years of experience rather than <laughs> that problem that that they're solving and and we we i don't think i know we talk about this a lot but i don't think we beat it enough is that too many people don't they, they focus so much on what it is that they they do like I cut lawns or whatever, right. uh, rather than how that, that really makes the life of the person who you cut lawns for, how it makes their life better. Right. And right. how does it make their life better? Well, they're not, they're not out in the yard on Saturday. They can spend time with their kids. They can, they can go on vacation. They can do a lot of things. They're not taking away from their family time. Some people love, absolutely love to cut the lawn. Um, but at, at, that might not be your ideal client and talking about your ideal client is, is for another day, but um, it is part of how to differentiate yourself because if you know who your ideal client is, then you know what their real problem is. So the ideal client is part of this equation and uh, how to stand out in a crowded market is figure out who you want to serve in the market and who you don't want to serve. I think it's very important who you don't want to serve because if you're serving the wrong people, you're going to be unhappy. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. So it goes back to our basis. We've talked about, you got a target market, then you got your million dollar message. You know, how are you unique? How are you different? How are you solve their problem? Right. And then we talk about irresistible offers, but, but also we talk about follow-up systems and follow-up processes. I remember I got my first job and my differentiator was I followed up. I called every Friday to check on the status of the job. Right. And so then I become friends with the with the assistant to the boss. Right. And I'm calling Phyllis every Friday at 10 a.m. 
hey, fellas, how, how was your week? What do you got going on for the weekend? Uh, any more latest development when you guys are going to make your decision on hiring, right? And, and then I come to find out when I get hired and I ask Phyllis and she said, you're the only person who ever called back more than once. Everybody called once. So my differentiator was persistence, right? It was persistence in that case. Um, and if you're so, going to be self-employed, you better be persistent. I'll just tell you that yeah, because right, right. Um, you, you're going to go through a lot of things as an entrepreneur and persistence is, is certainly one of those traits. And uh, I think discipline is another trait, uh, but uh, we, we could get, we could go down some, uh, a deep hole on the traits of entrepreneurs. Maybe that will be our next uh, episode on, on the success traits of entrepreneurs, but standing out in a crowded market, um, you you were trying to get a get a job. What type of job was that? What was your first job? I'm curious. Oh yeah, we did uh, did uh, investment banking type stuff. Okay, so um, so you kept following up. Where I'm sure the other people who wanted that job, maybe they wanted to follow up, but what stopped them? They were afraid to be a pest, right? Right, right. Well, and that goes. And the reason I brought the follow up though, we talked about that. Eighty percent of all sales requires five or more follow-ups, right? And then the stats are 92% of people give up after four, right? So like half of people give up after one callback and another 22% give up after the next callback. And so by the end of four callbacks, let's call them four no's or four non-responses, 92% of the people have quit. So there's only 8% of the people that are making that fifth phone call. And, that, you know, and those 8% are making all the sales. It go, it's funny how that goes in life because I've heard in the Boston Marathon and in, in marathons, most people who enter the Boston Marathon or 26 mile marathon um, okay. have already accomplished 26 miles in a single run. So they, okay. um, but um, the failure ratio between mile like 22 and 26 is the highest area of failure. You, you'd think you're in the home stretch, man. Or, you know, but why do they, what, because what happens is, they, they get to this point when they cross the 20 mile mark and in their right. head, they're thinking they're close, but their body is starting to fight them now. Right. And, and so what happens in business when you're, um, you're trying to stand out, your mind starts to fight you on, well, should I make that call or will I be a pest? And so you're at call four. If people make a decision on the fifth call, you got to make the call, but yet your mind will fight you. Um, I, I, I talk about this with finances. You, you, you should give away 10% of what you make and your mind with everything in you fights you. But the reality is you're setting your mindset to believe in abundance by doing it. Right. But your right. mind will fight you on it because it doesn't, there's no science to make it believable, but yet it works. If you look at almost all of the super wealthy, long before they were super wealthy, they were tremendous givers. And so I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but again, it's when you're, when you're trying to stand out, sometimes the things that you want to say that is a differentiator, your mind will fight you on it. And, and then sometimes that's the reality is what makes you different might be the one thing that your competitor is doing wrong. And yeah, or doesn't set you apart. Well, I love, I, I do this all the time when you talk about, uh, so golf is my thing, but any type of sport, you know, there are a bunch of golf coaches, right? And so what differentiates one golf coach over another, the world can always use another golf coach, right? And it's going to be that, that this guy 
uh, he speaks your language, right? Or this guy spoke, you, you, were, you didn't have trouble slicing last year, but now you have trouble with the slice. So you're gonna YouTube search how to fix your slice. And then whoever explains that the best or in a way that you can understand or, or way you like, that might be your golf coach. But then a year from now, two years from now, uh, the hook, you know, you, how do I fix the hook? And it might be a different coach or a different message. Fit, uh, uh, trainers are the same way, right? What sets one trainer apart from the other? It might be that you like the way this trainer talks. You, you might, this trainer was a swimmer and now they're, I want a swimmer's body. So I want to, this guy is a long distance runner. This woman did gymnastics. I want that kind of, so, so the world needs plenty of, of trainers, physical trainers, but each one has a unique, this is a nutritionist and a just gymnast. This is a nutritionist and a swimmer. And it might be whichever one fits. And it might be, I've heard this before, that you might need to switch your trainer every three years, right? Because maybe you get bored or your body gets set in its ways and the, and the routine is too similar. So you need to change your, your trainer. But I tell you that because when you think, gosh, the world doesn't need another landscape. Well, the, the yeah, there's plenty of room. No, world that needs another, another Tony Robbins. You got Tony Robbins, Brenda Bouchard. I got Mike More. You got uh, Fletcher Method. All these guys who, who basically say a lot of the same stuff. You know, Matt and Dave say a lot of the same stuff, but it might just be their unique twist on it or their unique point of view or just their unique background to get there, which, which makes it interesting. There's always going to be the next Tony Robbins. There's always going to be the next uh, coach, a David Ledbetter coach back in the 90s, and then it was... Uh, you know, Hank Haney had Tiger Woods. And, and so there's always going to be the next great coach, football coaches, right? We go through football, we go through, but we're in the basketball season right now, the finals tonight. There's always a great basketball coach who does it just a little different, right? How much is basketball different now than it was 10, 20, 40 years ago, right? But there's always a better coach or, or a different way to coach or a different perspective to coach. And that's how you got to view your business. Oh, I'm just a landscape. Oh, I'm just a dentist. Oh, I'm just a blank. Well, that's really not true because your unique background is the differentiator, right? And you do something a little bit differently because at one point you were affected differently or thought about it differently. And this happens if even in the job market. You know, I think of like if you're applying for a job and they're looking at 50 college graduates, you can't go in there saying, well, I have a college degree. That doesn't make you different because everybody – because that was a requirement to apply. So what makes you different is your unique background and your unique uh, set of skills, if you will. Um, not to bring Leslie, uh, what's his name, uh, Neeson, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, I have a unique set of skills, that movie uh, Taken. But, um, the, but at, that is what makes you different. And so you should, that should be part of your resume. So if you're in business, that should be part of your resume. What makes you different is not how many trucks you've been on the road, have on the road, or how many years you've been in business. What makes you different is perhaps um, you have this skill at um, finding an underground leak better than anyone else. Um, so it talk about it. Here's what we talk about all the time is, is your unique process. Your process might be the same, right? You're a builder, you're a architect, but your builder might have a different process, right? Uh, financial advisor, different. I was working with a commercial real estate guy. And, and so he, he's, he leases office buildings. So gosh, how different can that be? They all lease office buildings. 
But then when you put a name to it and you put a process to it, my, my XYZ process, we do this, 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 and we identify the property, we do the search for you, and we do the interviews, and, blah, blah, and then we bring them to you and help you select which might be the right fit. But because he put it in a package and it was a step-by-step -step process, it looks more professional, it looks more concrete. So commercial real estate, we're gonna help you find some real estate to rent, is a very much a commodity in a sense, but his process is unique. And that's what's different about him was his process. Same thing with a landscaper, same thing with the dentist, the, the chiropractor. You can do things uh, the same way or similar, but your process might have a different step or in a different order, or, or it is totally wacky unique. And so uh, let's talk about, go back to the dentist. I think about the dentist all the time because there's a large segment of the population that have a fear of dentists because of mouth pain. Well, if you're the dentist and you know that that's a big fear, um, you can address that, that even mouths that are tough to get numb, we have this process. Your one-line million-dollar message, pain-free dentist. Pain-free right? dentist. Pain-free yeah. dentist. There you go. There'd be your one-line message. Sedation you dentistry is a big, a big Sedation word. Sedation dentistry would be another one. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then you'd have the process of how, here's how the, the 10 ways to make sure you don't suffer with pain, right? We, we shoot you up before, during, and after, and we give you some pain pills to go home. I mean, I'm just making that up. But right, yeah. that could be the five ways you make sure that you're not going to feel any pain. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and that's what's most important to the prospect because what I mean, you know, you still have, you could say we have the cleanest equipment and all that. None of that matters. Their, their fear is, you know, the, the pain perhaps. Right. Um, and right. that could be the one thing you're, you're a dentist that all, you know, all dentists, maybe you all do the same cleanings and crowns and, and fillings and you all do, you know, and, and root canals and all the dentists do that. But what's, what makes you different is we, we get your mouth to sleep so you don't have pain. And so you, you, you bank on that and people go, I don't want paint. So I, I might try this person. Yeah. Well, think of so CarMax changed the used car industry, right? So CarMax was hassle-free uh, pricing, right? And then they changed it where it's hassle-free uh, uh, trade-in value. Hey, we're going to come take a look at it, run it through our system. And, and here's a dollar amount. We're not going to haggle with you. You're not going to haggle with us. Then they got Carvana, right? Carvana hassle-free. We're going to deliver it to your house. And now there's a new, competitor for Carvana. I can't think of the name it off the top of my head. And they're trying to differentiate. Oh, we make it even easier than Carvana. Uh, we make it even better to, because we'll even pick up your used car and, you know, it, we'll do the, we'll, we're doing the CarMax on wheels, basically, is kind of what these people are talking about. We're, we'll sell you the price for no haggle, and then we'll give you the trade-in value and take your old car away for no hassle, right? So, but that's, what's the difference between CarMax and the car dealership down? Well, it started out being the no hassle, right? And it, on the way in, on the way out. And then the Carvana, what was the difference? Well, they deliver it to you. What's Enterprise Rental Car? You know, we come to you. The Enterprise Rental Car, how's that different than Hertz? Well, they're coming to you. They'll pick you up. They'll drop you off, right? And so sometimes it's neat to kind of think of that's a basic business, Enterprise Rental Car, just like any other rental car, but they're not because they, they're unique, right? They have a yeah, different Yeah, and I think, I think of national. Um, so, you know, in a crowded market, now I think Enterprise and National are the same company. Heck, they're all owned by two or three people now. But yeah, yes. but so, um, but with National, I I rented with National a lot. I'm not giving National a, a plug here, but um, wish. Uh, but at the same time, you go pick the car you want out of this aisle, and so 
you're a member, you pick the car you want. So you come in, you've got a reservation, and when you hit the 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 gate, they you give them your your reservation, and they just ring up the car, and that's the price. You already know the price, and so are they are they still renting cars? You just pick the one you want. Now there might only be three sitting there when you get there, so it's not a big selection. Sometimes there's fifty sitting there, but the point is, all of those car rental places, you'd think they're all the same. They're not. If you if you rent from like uh, Hertz, I mean, you're always going to get a new car. Whereas if you rent from Budget, you're lucky to even get a bus that comes and picks you up to take you to the. Uh, but but all of them are different in their own way, and that's. And that's, why are they different? Because they have a different target market, right? Hertz is targeting the business travel, and the Budget is by definition traveling the budget traveler. Right, but it goes back to their message is going to be appropriate, and their differentiator is going to be appropriate to who their target market is, which goes back to the fundamentals. Right, I love the full circle. We have our little, I call it the wheel of fortune. Right, it all comes back to who's the target market, so then I can have the million dollar message to solve their problem and make an irresistible offer to those people to solve those people's problems. I'm thinking of our builder. We haven't used our builder example today. Seems like I try to use that every week. I mean, how do we build houses better? Do we build it better or is the process of building it better? You see what I'm saying? So I got a client now who's building a house and and this company that he's building with is very much here are the steps to do it in a cool way, right? But So that's their differentiator. Or it could be that we're a certified XYZ builder and it's our process of building the house that's the unique differentiator, right? So and talking about builders, um, I built a house. I co-built a house with a builder. And um, one of the things that I did was uh, we did, we had two companies do core drillings. Now the builder just wanted to, to demuck the lot and then fill the lot and then build the house. But a couple of my neighbors had some major cracks in their, in their, in their tile, well it wasn't tile, but stone floors. And so I didn't want cracks. So I had engineering companies come and drill and we ended up putting helical piers under the house. So the house would never settle. And um, that's part of his process now is having oh, a core really? because yeah. it, it differentiates him because he can say, look, if you build with me, my first step is to make sure that your house will not settle yes. because yes. that isn't a problem usually for five years to seven years. But seven years from now, you could have cracks all over your downstairs, all over your walls. And so now as a builder, he uses that as a differentiator. Everyone else is just, demucking the lot, fill the lot, and pour the slab, and that's where they get, or put the plumbing in, then pour the slab. And so he found a differentiator that made him unique. Does it cost more? Yes, and that's what you want. You, it, It's okay that your differentiator makes me makes you cost more. Yeah, if anything, you've got a way to explain it, right? You've got a way, this, this gets into how to charge premium prices, because your product or process is different or better than everybody else's, right? Different, it does, again, different is better in our language here. So your process, and because you have a process, heck, you can charge a premium um, because you have a process and it's gonna walk down through the, the we're gonna make sure that, you know, like you said, your foundation will never settle. And how are you doing that? By having the XYZ peers and the never, blah, blah. does that cost more? Yeah, that's an extra 15, 20, 25,000, but gosh, it's worth it, Mr. Dave, because 20 years from now when you and your wife are sitting on the back porch, you won't be thinking about, oh gosh, this is a beautiful house, except for the stone that keeps cracking. Yeah, and then it's, it, and that's, so like you said, different, different is worth more, 
and therefore is more valuable and people will pay more for different. And that, that, you know, that's, these are the things that we, we cover in our, I mean, we do a profitability accelerator, profit accelerator session. And as we go through whatever type of business you're in, we start talking in just a few, literally in, in, in 30 minutes, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, we've got a pretty good idea of some areas where we can help you increase or you can increase yourself. You don't even need us, but um, where, where you can make small incremental changes in your business, make yourself stand out in, the, in a crowded market. And those little incremental differences can mean a hundred grand in, in a 90 day period of time. And it, I mean, not, I mean, if you're not doing any business, of course, not going to mean a hundred grand to you, but if you have a legitimate uh, running, you know, business and, and you're, you're struggling with the, the, you know, the variations in the economy right now, you, you should be looking for ways to differentiate yourself so you can charge more. Isn't that why you got in business? You didn't want to be the lowest price. You wanted to charge more. And that's why I would think anybody gets into business is to be profitable. It's not just to have a job. Well, you go back to even, you know, I've used this example before with, with Jiffy Lube versus uh, Lexus dealership. You know, I get my, my oil changed. My car is a Lexus. I go to the Lexus dealership and it's all fancy and I get a bottle of water and I got Wi-Fi and TV and a little private office that I can go do some work in. And then I take my daughter's car to the Jiffy Lube and it's, you know, not as well maintained. The seats are sticky and I can't find the remote for the TV and there's no Wi-Fi and it's just not the same, right? And that's the clientele who their target marketing me. And so who do you want to be? Do you want to be the Lexus dealership or the, or the Jiffy Lube? Well, it depends on what kind of business you want to be in. Not everybody wants to be Jiffy Lube. Not everybody wants to be the Lexus dealership when it comes to servicing. But that's why it depends on who your target market is. And so then you can decide what, you know, your target market, what their hot buttons, what their problems are, which helps you to then determine your million dollar message, right? Which then helps you put together what's your irresistible offer because you can come overcome the obstacles that you know these people would have to make it a no-brainer to do work with you, right? And then yeah, we talk Jiffy, about you know Jiffy Lube has I don't know if they do this anymore, but for a long time they had the irresistible offer. Like if you had um, a car that went to a million miles, they buy you a new car. I think that's what it was. If you've got no, a all changed, it was um, and they didn't have many, but uh, <coughs> which is funny, but most of them I hate to say it were Toyotas. They crossed the million mile mark. So if you got your oil changed at Jiffy Lube, I don't think, I don't know if they do this anymore, but it was an interesting thing. Uh, Pennzoil Quaker State was a, a, that's who owns Jiffy Lube, was a big customer of ours for years. And that was one of the things. They'd had these pictures in their corporate office in, in Houston. And it was all these car owners that had a car that went to a million miles. And the, they bought the people a new car because, because they, they had, they, they'd gone to Jiffy Lube the whole time. So um, they're less expensive, but yet they were proving that our oil is good, I guess you could say. And um, so the difference might be a $49 oil change versus 99, but knowing your audience is how you get clients in the price range that you want. I like oh, the higher well, price clients. Well, even talk about that right now would be even, even the automotive people, you know, what you should be offering right now is, is a compelling offer would be, you know, an auto, an auto, a complete vacation inspection before you drive your car for your summer vacation, take it by and we'll do, we'll do a complete inspection, right? And we'll, we'll give it for free or we'll charge 10 bucks or 19.99 and we'll look over your whole car to make sure it's, you know, road worthy for your summer vacation, right? For spring break, right? 
And what does that create? That creates an irresistible offer. Hey, we want you and your family to be safe on your travels. But what does it really create, which, which is, that's the kind of a version of an upsell and cross-sell, right? Because you're going to find something that they got low air in the tire. They need a new tire. They need a new oil change. They need an oil filter. They have a new air filter that's needed. They need new windshield wiper blades, right? You're going to find something during that inspection. And they know that. So a good service department would be offering a spring cleaning for your car, a, you know, summer vacation, you know, checkup before your car, right? And again, we've talked about that, I think, a couple episodes. You, you have a, the same inspection, just call it the Christmas inspection, you know, the New Year's inspection, the spring break inspection. But what is the point? That's how you generate leads and an irresistible offer, $10, $9.99, $19.99. But as it really leads into a cross-sell or an upsell, because you'll be able to identify it. I got on a sidetrack, but that's really how to stand out from your competition. That would be different than a Jiffy Lube versus the the, the quick lube down the street would be you were the guy offering the 1999 inspection, you know, vacation inspection. So my friend Max, uh, he's in Springfield, Illinois, and um, he's worked for giant dealerships, but his son-in-law owns a dealership that's been there for like, uh, like 75 years, the same, in the same spot. Well, they offer anyone who's never come there, you come in and we'll wash it, do a full detail on your car for free. Why? First of all, they have membership-based car washes, um, but they know if you sign up for that membership, then you're going to be there at the dealership, and then um, that means you could come in for service, and guess what you're going to do when you want a new, you know, a, a really nice used car? You're going to talk to Max, and Max will set, put you in a new car, make it, um, it's, it, and it, it's just the way their business is set up, and that's why they've been in business 75 years, but they, they give you that, hey, come on in, we'll, we'll do your first car wash detail for free. And if you like it, you might sign up for a monthly membership. And so right. look at what that is, right? That is a compelling offer. And here's this full offer. And that is one that a way for them to generate leads. We talk about leads conversions, right? So once they get a lead that you give them a free car wash, that leads to conversion. Cause we know once you try it once, you'll probably be on our monthly membership, boom, which also leads to more leads to their used car sales. Because the more you come in here and you, might be leads for my service department because you come in here, you're washing your car and you need some, some work done on your car. So they've built their little system, which follows our little model foundations their target market, their million dollar message, their irresistible offer, right? Free car wash, which generates leads for the used car division and the sales and service division of the, of the car shop. Right. And, Oh, I'm sorry. And it's the model of the, 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 the car wash, the monthly, you know, car wash subscription based. So Ooh. all of that is how you stand out in a crowded market. <laughs> that's, a, that's a used car guy who stand out by having service and having a car wash, using just his car wash detailing to, to augment everything else he does, his service business and his sales business. God, that's a genius model right there. Yeah. and That's, so that, that's and worth the price of admission today right there. I would <laughs> say so. And Max, I hope you watch this show because uh, uh, if you're in Springfield, Illinois, which is on the corner of Cornfield and Beanfield, uh, which is in central Illinois. There's not a lot there, but it doesn't matter. There's people there and there's probably a lot of other car dealers in town. And that's, so Max's uh, dealership, they, you stand out. That's how you stand yeah. out in a crowded market. Yeah. Differentiation. So, so. so that's pretty good. Episode 120, how to stand out in a crowded market, right? And it could be your unique story, your unique background stands out. So different is unique is better in our word better, right? And so, Who's your target market helps you determine what your million dollar message is, what's the problem you're gonna solve and what your irresistible offer. These are the ways you're gonna stand out. 
all those leads, you how to generate a lead and how to convert those leads because you've, you've stood out. It might just be your process is different or your process is written down or a checklist is written down, your inspection report is written down. And that's always, you can have a process or a product that can help you differentiate, right? You can have a process, here's our checklist. You can have a product, we offer this that nobody else offers. You can have your own background as the differentiator. Hey, I got into building because I'm an engineer by trade and I was building you know, skyscrapers and now I'm building residential houses with the quality of a skyscraper, right? That could be some sort of message, right? But all these are things that we talk about in our mastermind group. This gets back to our mastermind. These are the type of things we talk about, right? There are certain things, there are foundations and generating leads and conversions and transactions and more profits. And there are different ways to do that, right? And you mentioned we do this profit acceleration software. We can find any business owner 50, 75, $100,000 in their business by going through our little profit acceleration session where you can go through these on your business and apply. And it only takes a couple little ones that just open up the floodgates, right? Yeah. It could be one or two that are big wins, or it could be five or 10 that are little wins, and they add up quickly. So I kind of got sidetracked there, but our mastermind group, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com, you want to apply for that. If you want a profit, a profit acceleration session, you spend 45 minutes with us, we're going to find $50,000 or more in your business, uh, give you a roadmap at the end. You and I always talk about three things to be successful. We need commitment. We need a roadmap. We need a support system, right? Dave and I have the roadmap. We've got the support system, which is our mastermind group. All we need is your commitment to be successful, right? So you guys want to reach out to us for either the mastermind group or a profit acceleration session. Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Our podcast, ProfitabilityMD.com. We're on uh, YouTube, ProfitabilityMD.com. And of course, uh, we're kind of all over the place, man. There you go. All right, Matt. Have a great afternoon. Good. Take care. All See right. you.